Hello! Welcome back to the Spilling the Tea podcast. Uh, my name is Gabriel, and I am a host of yours. Uh, and I'm Tina Paul, the co-host. No, the and Gabe's greatest mother. host. And, and my mother. Yes. Um, and this is a podcast about Tina's life. Because um, it's a very interesting life. It needs to be told, the stories. <laughs> it needs to be told. It needs to be. The people are clamoring for it. Um, and she's spilling the tea. So that's why it's called the Spilling the Tea Podcast. But also... Yes, because sometimes I do a little bit of gossip. I don't like to gossip, but but sometimes I do. A little bit of gossip. Or behind-the-scenes stories. Yeah. It's some hot tea. It's some good dish. Yeah. Um, but uh, we also come and and try out different teas, uh, the beverage tea, and um, <laughs> do a little review. It's it's a good conceit for us to get together. Um, and this week we're having the the night of the iguana, chocolate chai. Chocolate chai. So it's here we go. It, uh, it what's in it is black Assam Assam. That's the way you say it. I think so. Assam Assam tea with white chocolate, caramel, ginger, cardamom, coriander, cinnamon, cloves, and black pepper. Mm. And it's said that the way that this should be uh, prepared, which which I've done, is to put two. Two teaspoons of sugar in the bottom of the cup, uh, the tea, and then, but 20% of the cup should be milk. So I was wondering if it would taste like hot chocolate. It, it tastes kind of like the opposite of a hot chocolate to me. <laughs> like, it really taste. <laughs> it, like it, it has a hot chocolate feel to it, but, but like a, a white chocolate version of a hot chocolate, like white chocolate and spice. There's something that stands out that I'm not sure if I like or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, the cardamom, maybe? Cardamom or the coriander. So, something something is sticking... Wait a minute, I'm going to take one more sip. Yeah, I think, I think it's the spice would be my guess. Or just the tea base. Maybe it's the chai base. No, it's one of the spices. It's okay. I don't know that I would sub on a cold wintry evening or as the snow comes that we're gonna get and we're gonna get buried in the next few right. days. I don't think I'll come in from snow blowing and brew a cup of this. I might have some hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Real hot chocolate, but this it's different. It's nice. It's it's Well, it's said the reason why they called it Night of the Iguana is they've taken it from Tennessee Williams. Um, play, which actually the he wrote. The Tennessee Williams? The Tennessee Williams. He wrote as a short story first, then as a one-act play, then he did that into a one-act play, then a two-act play, then, you know, so it's been done on Broadway. It was made into a film with Richard Burton. The plot is complex, and so they said the complexity of this, of all these spices and stuff, mirrors the complexity of Night of the Iguana, but, I mean, that... I only saw I saw the Richard Burton film in Ava Garden, Gardner, long, long time ago. I think earlier than I was supposed to, as far as age goes, because it has to do with rape and sex and yeah. and this priest, and so it's questioning God. I mean, this preacher guy. Um, it is the plot is complex. I I don't know it. I'll I'll be honest. The only media property I know that has the name iguana in it was about a strip club. And it was called like the Blue Iguana or something like that. I, I I watched it when I was a teenager and on like HBO Max. Gee, I don't know. I did, I missed that one. Well, it was a late <laughs> night watch for Gabe. <laughs> anyway, I don't know that this is a repeat, but um, maybe as iced again. A lot of these teas, I go if they're if the spices are too like um, potent. Or overpowering, I'll try this as an iced tea. Or I, I would have this next to a bowl of ice cream, <laughs> or, or or poured on top even of of mm. a little bit of ice cream, yeah. make like a, a 
ice cream float with with no the, there's the some spicy that, anyway there's tea. something that that is it's some taste that lingers that I'm not pleased with <laughs> anyway all right so that's that um so we were in Vegas last week so we did a we took a we week off took the week off because um, we were living it up <laughs> and I know that we finished the last one with um it was like 1979, theater, 1979, going into, uh, talking about the most happy fella. Yeah. So do you want to continue from there? Yeah, that's probably the best place to Okay. Um, it was, okay, so I, I had mentioned before that it was, a, the, the cast was a mix of opera singers and musical theater people, and um, it was, it was the second Broadway show that Graciela Danielle had choreographed. Her first, I think, was... Oh, gee, maybe it was her third. Anyway, it was the first... She had done one that was out in Brooklyn. I don't know. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat or something. Anyway, um, now, apparently, it was hard. This is when she was, like... Full dance. It was the hardest technical show I've ever done. But so much fun at the same time with the cast. Um, just lovely people. And, uh, gee, I mean, it was... it. I remember in rehearsal, one rehearsal, um, I... The, I was featured in it. I had like featured, I was in the course, you know, but I was the featured dance person. I actually have a, a tape, an old CD of this too, because it was done on great performances um, for, for um, PBS and I taped it. Um, but during this, talking about an injury, I, uh, I had tons of layouts and, you know, I mean, it was, it was hard. It was hard. It was lovely, but it was hard. I shredded my stomach muscles, my oh. abs. They shredded away from the middle. You know how you have a, you'll have, you'll have a six pack. Yeah. I had, I had like an eight pack. Um, but right down the middle, shred, shredded Ooh. them apart. And I, I, so I missed one day, but I didn't want to miss, re you know, I loved this. So I took, um, how, how did, how did something like that happen? Just uh, these, I mean, I had, uh, it was hard choreography and it would lay out is when you go all the way backwards, uh -huh. you know, so it was backwards with the twist stuff that I was doing and, and it was, well, I don't know, I don't know, <clears throat> but the doctor said, uh, oh, he said like, you have to take like four weeks off to have it because the muscles have to heal back to, they have to knit. And I went, nope. <laughs> so I took <laughs> adhesive tape and I just wrapped. I, I went, okay, you need to heal. I wrapped it tight like a, like a corset and wow. it actually healed up. Oh. Yeah. But, but I wasn't going to miss. It was hard. I remember during the performance, another, I um, my back went out. I sprained the muscles in my back again. It was a really hard show. Let me put it this way: it was hard enough that at the time, um, Barishnikov, the major ballet dancer who yeah. was affected and stuff, he was doing. Ron Field was um, choreographing a TV special for him, Barishnikov on Broadway. And they were looking for different Broadway dancers to dance with him and stuff like that. And um, Ron said, You've, you have to see Tina. So Bershenkoff huh. came to see the show. And um, it's funny because I had just sprained the muscles in my back. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going on. Yeah, you know? and yeah. So, you don't miss um, that. So then I actually got to spend... Um, uh, they had me in, you know, Bershkoff liked me and this and that, and uh, I got to spend a day in the rehearsal studio with him. Oh, wow. Yeah, doing stuff. The only, this is what happened, though. I mean, Ron, I never worked for Ron, but 
he um he and he got a little bit um not jaded but a little sour in his personality due to jealousy uh. um for example he choreographed the original cabaret on Broadway. I just touched the microphone. Did I ruin it? No, it's okay. Okay. It seems to be running fine today. But then for the film, so he created it with Hal Prince and um, Candor and Ebb. I mean, he was the choreographer. So he conceived that whole thing. For the film, Fosse did it. And Ron was kind of forgotten. So he, you know, he um, kind of rightfully so. You know, he was always being, he would develop something or be the first one and then it would be taken over by someone else Uh in the next venue, you know, um, or in the revival or whatever. So he he was, he got a little bit sour. Sure, and um, snubbed like that. So they were, I mean, like I remember he, uh, down in his loft, he wanted to get some dancers together and uh, kind of like what Michael Bennett did with a chorus line, get dancers together. And he wanted to create a program, um, but we had to talk about our lives and stuff like that. And I was like, but it was a little nasty. I only went once. And then, like, with Baryshnikov in the studio... Now, I didn't know any of Ron's choreography. Sure. And he was... I mean, he was... It was hard dancing that he would do, too. Intricate. And he expected me to pick it up, like, like snap. Uh. Baryshnikov already knew it. He already taught it to him. I come in. I'm supposed to learn this and be able to, like, show off. You know, or... yeah partner completely with him and Ron kind of not made fun of me but he he wasn't pleasant with the fact that I didn't I didn't no I again I was smart I was good I yeah, knew yeah, how yeah. to pick up things super fast but it was not pleasant that day in the studio and I maybe it's because he wanted to impress um, Barishnikov or something, and it went fine. But um, anyway, so back to Happy Fella. I ended up not doing the TV special. They went with one of his dancers. Oh, so it's like, what? Why did you have me in? Right. Maybe Barishnikov because of more of the ballet background. He wanted me in or whatever. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, one thing so much fun with. Happy fellow. Besides the fact that, um, um, it, it you know this this cast that uh, uh, just adored, and I had two lovers at oh, the time. Shit, <laughs> two lovers. And, I mean, one um, didn't work out, and the other one, the other one was the one where later on he's the one who told me I had to take cabs <laughs> and that I went, I've got to get out of town. You know, I mean, no, I really, I, I, my heart, um, with him a lot. Yeah, I really, really did. But anyway, um, what we would do, okay, because it took place in Napa Valley, it, it, the, the setting is vineyard in, you know, wine, wine territory. Okay. Um, we would... <laughs> Once we were done with the last hard dance thing, we had about, and I'm, I'm telling you, it was a bear. It was a bear. That show was a bear. But again, great people and great choreography. Um, I'll show it to you. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it sometime. Um, there was about 20 minutes of um, the plot finishing up, the last songs. We didn't have to be on stage again. Until the very last scene, Ba-ba. the lovers are coming together. There was like, there was a, a a rise on the stage that was like a hillside. All we had to do was walk out <laughs> and like 
sing some lalas. Right. You know, backing up this final couple duet and, and curtain calls. So so we had no dancing, no I mean it's like walking out there. Yeah. So what we would do every night <clears throat> is we would choose a different wine. A different wine. And there were let's say it was the it was the the dancers chorus. So it was the eight of us, four and four. And like Gene, the tenors, um, oh my God, his last name, Gene. Um, oh, it'll come to me. But we would have a poker game <gasps> and we would sip different wine every night in oh. honor of Napa Valley. So I, we would have bottles of wine. It was against the rules. You know, you're not supposed to drink backstage. But it was so much fun playing poker and, you know, for these last 20 minutes and drinking the wine. Go out, sing your la-las and yeah. do, like, and take curtain call. It just was that friendly and that that lovely. Interesting, though, is that, I mean, it was it lasted only about three months. Apparently... It was what there was a lot of behind the scenes problems with the you know producer director all of the the business yeah. of show business apparently there were a lot of problems hmm. um, maybe with the estate Frank Lesser's estate too I I don't know but we were shielded from it that's the lovely thing about. Uh, when you're a performer, when you have a creative team that shields you from the nasties, yeah, that's really good. When you are not shielded, when you hear, you know, um, the gossip, you know, and, and gossip, stuff like that, know. it can make it. It's 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 not nice yeah. um, because then you start looking at. You start looking at the creators, the people you want to trust, and like camps start dividing and stuff like that. So that was the other thing about the show is Graziella Danielle as choreographer and Jack O'Brien as director. Andrew, I forgot, Andrew something was the musical director. Um, we were shielded from it. So it's, that was lovely. Um, that show actually kind of solidified me as one of the best dancers on Broadway. It it, it was, that was like, yeah. you got to see Tina. You know, I mean, yeah. so that, uh, yeah, that 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 kind of put the icing on the cake. Um, From the last few shows into this. Yeah, I mean, a chorus line people knew, you know, and this and that, but I didn't, I was only an understudy in a chorus line. I was in the chorus of um, the Grand Tour. You know, this kind of, presented me so um then when that closed um uh that's that's when I went back out with the chorus line because the second time because I had to get out of town I loved him so much but I had to get out of town <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, we we actually worked together a few times after, and there was always a thing of <sighs> looking across the room or, you know, whatever, and it's like, can't do it. I can't, can't do, do it. it. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm blushing. <laughs> um, so during a chorus, I remember I told you about Milliken, the, the Milliken Industrial at the, at the Waldorf Astoria. Yes, yes. With the cloth, you know, and, and the manufacturing. Well, what happened is Graziella, for nineteen eighty, she was choreographing it again, and um, even though I was out of town with the chorus line, and I had gotten Cassie by then, blah 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 blah, um, she asked Michael Bennett if I could be released to come back and be a soloist in oh, wow. in the Milliken show, um, which. Which, I mean, you know, God, you never know. She and Tim Flavin, who was my partner in um, The Most Happy Fella, we did, we, we were like the couple, you know. 
dancing together. We got to, uh, I have a picture on the wall of that Millican, actually. Huh. We got to be um, soloist in it, which caused, you know, a little bit of a, I to go from just being a newbie in the chorus, one of the Millican girls, the year before, where I was so shy, you know, and working with Broadway people for the first time, to have it be only one year later and all of a sudden I'm a soloist. Sure. Um, it took, I hmm. even had some people say to me, um, well, you know, at first I was like, why should she have it? And they said, but then I saw you dance. Oh, well. So it <laughs> Even it if became, it ruffled some feathers, okay. it was yeah, still... It, it was it was okay. And that, that was... Um, yeah, that was that was really cool, but I didn't have to do any of the chorus stuff, you know. I mean, because sometimes you'd be, you're in the chorus and then you're featured. This was like, I had to dance with John Raitt, yeah, the singer, and he was so stiff. I mean, it was what was hard about it. Lovely man, and of course, lovely um, singer and stuff like that. John Raitt was. Uh, let me try to give you an example. He was the. I believe the first in the like in the show a car uh, in the show Carousel, he was the first Billy Bud. Um, you wouldn't know. You're I, not going to know it. No. But to anybody who's in theater, that's I mean. So we're talking the voice, you know, and stuff. But by this time, he was a little bit older and stiff, and so. But I had to make it seem like he was partnering me, you know, like. Oh yeah, yeah. When I go down, you know, you go down to the floor, you you spin around. Doing all the he's doing all, but he would just stand there and like do his arms. <laughs> so it was hard because I mean thigh work because I had to make it look like he was laying me out and picking me up and doing. It was like going. crawling on him, <laughs> you know, and then I hoist myself up to make it look like he was lifting me with one <laughs> arm, you know, and stuff like that. But lovely man. Um, and interesting then, doing doing that Milligan, oh, you know what I did though? What? I had short hair with playing Cassie and I needed a trim, but I also wanted to, they had made me like Strawberry blonde. Okay. I, I, instead of blonde blonde, I was like strawberry blonde or whatever. Sure. So I knew it was time to um, do something again while while I was in New York doing Milligan. So I went, I went to this um, salon that was recommended to me. It was like back then. It was like two hundred dollars for oh a haircut. God. And then with the coloring, it was um, it was a lot of money yeah, back geez. then. It's <laughs> a lot now. And I, he said, "What color do you?" I went, "You know, as long as it's in the blonde realm, you know, I mean, something, it's fine. As long as it's like shag, you know, it's for I play Cassie. It's it's fine." He he cut my hair okay, but he said, "I'm going to do a creation." And I was like, "Fine, who cares." Sure. This is after the morning show, so this was about 10 o'clock in the morning. I had a matinee at 2. He did my hair white and put blue, a blue rim. A, a, like, a, a, a rim? A, he dyed my hair blue for the last, like, inch around oh. the whole thing. So I had this... Blue and then white, <laughs> and it was the thing where he turned me around in the chair and he said, "Look at the creation." And I went, "Fuck! I have to be on stage in like three hours. I can't go in with what." And this is you know yeah. pre-punk and everything. I I can't. So I said. Um, I thought, I'm not going to let him do it. No. So I paid all of this money, and I ran out, and I went to a different salon. I went to the first. I went, fix this, please. You know, you have three hours, and then I have to be back on stage. So they they did, like, a blonde thing, and they Bleached got rid of the, you know, of it, disguised the blue. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> that's a big lesson. Yeah. It's like, again, when you are part of a cast... And they expect you to look a certain way, unless you're wearing a wig. Right. 
you do not mess with your hair or you ask permission, but you, in a show, you have the hair person. Yes. In something like Milliken, there wasn't a hair person. Everyone kind of did their own, but I came in looking a certain way. And that's a look and that's it expected was, to it be was kept. wrong of me. Well, I didn't. You didn't know I, he was going to put blue. I didn't know I was going to go white and blue, you know. Um, it must have been very striking. It, uh, sure. <laughs> but, you know, interesting, a f- couple of years later when I was in Nine, the show Nine, which that's another whole story. This is with Tommy Toon. I never got to opening night. Tommy asked me to come in. It was uh, That's another whole story. But they actually, because I was supposed to be this this like goddess type thing from that rises out of the canal and is the oh you know the the image of woman and whatever um I, I, this mythical i was yeah. this mi- mythical in the mythical mind goddess. in the mind of guido the 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 man everyone else was everyone else even though he considered like a this woman is like a goddess it's like a goddess Who's in? Fe- who's real? Yeah, I was the image. You were, of... you were the not real, actual goddess. Yes. that he had in his. So mouth. what they did is they actually, I had like short, short kind of shaggy hair. They actually stripped my hair of color, so that it wasn't like dyeing it white. It was. St- Dripping all color huh. out, so it was a white that was almost Clear. ethereal. Yeah, it weird. was really weird, but but really cool. And but again, huh. this is before. This was, I can't remember eighty two or eighty four. Eighty four, eighty two, eighty four. <laughs> I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. Um, eighty four, <laughs> I think. Before the whole punk movement and stuff like that, where, yeah. you know, there was the white hair. so Or even further down the line yeah. nowadays of just yeah, now it's nothing green or blue or whatever. And even old people back then would get their hair, like, still tinted silver or tinted of that bluey thing or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or that pinky. But Some of the not, old ladies with cotton candy hair. Yeah, not white. So... I I would, I remember walking down the streets in New York, you know, theater district and stuff, and people stopping and staring because this was like pre-David Bowie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it wasn't, it just was not seen. And to see this dancer with this youngish, young, I say youngish because I was like 30 by then, but... A young person with this white, clear, like, I mean, you know how, like, um, you take, what are those noodles? Cellophane noodles. Yeah, I'm thinking you know like how the when they're together, they look white? Yeah. But you take it apart, and that's what it felt like. It was, like, stripped of color. Oh. It was very bizarre. Weird. Anyway, so what? going back to Milliken, what was interesting that happened is Roland Petit from the ballet company that I was with in France, he happened to be in New York casting people because he was going to choreograph the show Can Can for Broadway. Okay. And his wife, Zizi Jean-Mer, was going to play the lead. So, um, I hadn't seen him since I left town, you know, and, uh, in 70, 1976, and this was now 1980, so it's been four years since seeing him. And, you know, I'm all done with the show in the morning. I'm going down the, the Waldorf Astoria down the, the hallway, and I see Roland Petit coming toward me. Titine! You know, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, you know. Now, he was used to, like, he he wasn't new to American stuff and he's he had told me he said you belong on Broadway you belong on he was always telling me that you you belong on, you know you should yeah. go you will you will do well and he had choreographed um 
like the film Daddy Long Legs. This is back in okay. the 50s. Um, so he was a theater ballet, I mean, theater film, he understood. So anyway, I was like, what are you doing here? And uh, he said, you know, he was choreographing, and he said, do you want to be in it? And I would. I thought, when is this happening? And it was happening like at the end of the summer, and I had to go back to a chorus line. Right. And I said, well, I'm in the chorus line, you know, I'm just off on a leave to do this. You know, we'll talk, let's see. So then, but he also then, he said, let's have lunch, you know, and so going on. Because I had my lover there and I had left and stuff, he was like, why did you leave him? You know, did you, rumor is you wanted him to marry you. And, and I mean, because he was married though. Oh. You wanted him to divorce and marry you. And I went, no, that wasn't it at all. But, you know, a story I didn't tell you oh. back when I was in the company. He he was married. Okay. I knew his, his wife. Oh. But this is France. I'm honest to God, it's like, France. I mean, uh, it, it was so bizarre. Um, but I didn't want... I We were in love with each other, but for what it was. Yeah. Not for... Future things. I didn't... And... I wasn't one of those... Oh, he's unhappy. Which he was unhappy in his marriage, but he, and he also had weird. I mean, here's this gorgeous dancer, and his wife had been a ballet dancer. Their child was really mentally handicapped uh-huh. and physically handicapped. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was really sad. He loved him. I mean, he took sure. such good care. But it's so weird when you have. It's like with Anne Rankin. This gorgeous dancer and her son with the, Christopher with the, um, my, uh, when the brain doesn't form, the layer of the, the sheath of the brain doesn't form correctly. I don't know the specifics. Do you remember? I'm kind of tall and gangly. Um, it, it, anyway, it, it affects, it affects the mind. It affects your coordination, the Begins with M, the sheath on your brain. Oh, the myelin sheath. Yes, I, I know that. Yes, okay. I, I so can... that didn't form correctly, or something, something like that. Anyway, he did ask me. I mean, again, we were we were really in love. It was it was very passionate. Very passionate. Um, it was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he did ask me to. He wanted me to stay in Europe. He wanted to set me up in Switzerland. Okay. With my own place to live. Um, a, a mistress. A mistress. A, a very well taken care of mistress because he wanted me to have his child. Your mistress in the Swiss Alps. Well, I thought of, I was like, now I was in love with him, and it was, and you know, back then I, I, I you know, I was 24, 25, and um, but what's in Switzerland? But when you real, oh, Switzerland, I love, I mean, I'm not Swiss, saying it's because not. he was, he also, um, worked with the ballet company there and stuff like that, and teaching and guest, you know. It, France and Switzerland, I mean, as far as yeah. the ballet world, it was... Okay. Kind of, but, um, maybe it was to get out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I, I really was in love with him. I mean, it, again, I told you, it, it was, I held off for six months. And then, once it started, man, <laughs> um, it was great. <laughs> it was great. But no, again... I didn't want a a commitment. I also right. knew someday I'm going home. Yeah. I want to go back to the United States. And he said, I'll set you up in Switzerland. We'll have a child together. Anytime you want to go back to the United States, I'll take care of it, you know. And, and so I was tempted, but then I went, I can't. No. It's a nice dream, but... It's a, it's a romantic thing. Thought, yeah. but you don't. The logistics of I no, I was too independent. I was 
too independent, and then a child. And it's with like, the no, and with the future that you did have in front of you, whether you knew it or not, I didn't know. Who but, knew? Who knew? But I knew I had to try. Yeah, I knew. I knew the hierarchy that it, it had to do ballet first, because that's about age and and ability. Then I could go to a modern company if I wanted to, and Broadway was. Um, you should, you know, you want to get there young, but you didn't have to be, you could be, I could be 26, 27 and right. hit the ground running with it as opposed to working my way up, yeah. you know, through summer stock and stuff like that. Um, no, so I said no. Anyway, so I did end up leaving a chorus line. I did um, Can Can, which was interesting because... Okay, this is spilling the tea a little bit. I'm mm. not going to say a name. Oh, name but people the, can look it up. It's the name of the podcast. You um, spill the tea. Okay, I, I will... No, I'll tell the story because... I'll tell the story. <laughs> All right, by the time I had left a chorus line, it was... Um, they had already... You know, they couldn't... Roland said, I couldn't wait for you. You know, he was doing the casting. So... ZZ, you know, was the lead. And then there was um, a certain um, um, girl who played uh, the secondary lead. Okay. And, um, like, Juliet Prouse play, played it in the movie. You're not going to know that either, but it's the, it's the younger lead. So... Um, Roland said, what would be great is if you could be in the chorus, but help me, because I'm, you know, I'm French, and I want to know different moves and how to, he spoke English impeccably, but just the, um, he adored Americans, but he wanted to make sure that he, he was on the same plane sure. talking with them and stuff like that, and know that the, the French can be much more gentle, uh, but they discover things, more generous with how you discover moves. It's like, okay. it doesn't make any, there's not a jealousy. He He's someone who, um, even in the ballet company, if he saw someone on the side do a certain move, just because they were curious about learning the lead part, you know, sure. um, as you do. Yeah. You know, you want to, you know, you're not going to ever do it, but as young people, you, you're you there and you want to learn it. He would sometimes go like, what was that you just did? And he would add it in. There wasn't a... Sure. There wasn't a, a jealousy among it. Everybody, you know, it's like the Etoiles are the Etoiles, and they're really good, you know, and it's... So, gen generosity, but, you know, it's it, it the French-Russian can be little bit ballet master, a little bit gruff sometimes, sure. you know, of do it again, do it again, do it again. So he wanted to like have me there as a liaison in case he got a little too, too. taskmaster-y <laughs> that huh. you do in a ballet company, you know. Um, so I did, and he said, and I also was understudy for both ZZ, even though I was a little young for the young, I was young for the role, and for this um, other female, the secondary female girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what happened there? I was, I was kind of, I guess, dance. I can't remember if I was technically dance captain. But I remember helping all of the chorus with doing things. It sounded things like that's, that's basically the role that you had. Yeah. I was it's official uh, or not. I was kind of like... Not assisting him, but assisting him, but yeah. you, you know, and, if not and dance ZZ captain, knew then me, so it was dance it was liaison. it was she didn't speak English as well as he, and um, though she speaks English well, it was I was just I, it was a different, like I said, every show is different. Yeah. You're in a different, you know, and it was it was really nice to be with with them again, because I do adore the French, and I had a lovely time, and again. The way they breathe and the, the and and um, appreciation of of taste and food and and life mm. and stuff. I I 
you know, I miss that kind of. Um, so what happened though? He want because I was understudying this secondary female lead. Yeah, and he was creating it, her solos. Uh, he was used to the thing of any understudy is in the room to learn it. True. And 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 if I want to grab something, I grab, you know, what I had just described. Well, she didn't like that. Because he would say, you know, I was doing I was in the corner, believe me. I it's not like I you know, I wasn't obnoxious. Yeah. But no, I did have to I was dance captain because I had to learn it to know it and know it as the understudy. And, and be liaison if he wanted something, if he wanted her to do a certain move. Sure. So I was on the side and uh, learning it, and he did indeed a number of times say, Tina, can you, Titine, could you show what you just did to her? <laughs> this child did not like that. Um, it's like the, a ballet master, mistress showing you so that. Yeah. It didn't, you know, it's like, I, and I tried to explain, this is the way it works, and, and you know, yeah. and she didn't like that, because it's like, you don't have to tell me how things in a ballet company work. <clears throat> it it was not pleasant. And I was better than her. Well, yeah, it felt so like that So even kind of, of marking, uh, you know, Roland would say, like, no, lift your, lift your leg higher like she, a higher uh, attitude, attitude, come on. You know, well, I went, this is not, you know, this is awkward. Yeah. But that, that's... I had already had experiences with this person. Okay. And she, um, I never found her pleasant. I always <laughs> found her very pretentious. Um, and uh, so a few days of this. She's not having it. And she's one of the people who has to go and whisper to the director. You know, oh, it's very, I, it's, you know. So I see, the, I see the whispering happen, and I see Roland going, like, huh. what? And then um, he went, you know, I see the, okay. So he then... There was a, he said, let's take a break, and he came over to me, and he said, uh, the diva, this huh. is in a French accent, the diva doesn't want you in the room anymore. <sighs> and I went, that's your choice. Yeah. And he said, I got to get something out of her. I mean, he couldn't stand <laughs> her. And you are intimidating to her, um, and so I have to go with what, what I get with her, you know. And I went, well. fine. Uh, all I, I, I just have to tell you that at some point, as an understudy, I've got to learn this. Right. So she's going to have to put up with me watching at some yeah. point. You know. Yeah. Bitch. This girl, total bitch. <laughs> I even so. I remember. Th this is the type of person. Oh, I'm I'm spilling the tea. <laughs> um, there was a time. Couple of years later, I would. I never really stuck with one thing. Like I'd perform, and then I'd be the assistant choreographer. Or I'd choreograph something on my own, or I'd teach. Yeah, you know, I'd I'd jump around, jump and around, not get too lost. I in was teaching at that time, at big studio in in New York, at yeah, big studio, um, and uh, I was on the bus. And she gets on the bus. Tina, how are you? I'm, oh, I'm fine. What are you doing now? And I said, oh, I'm teaching up at um, David, not David Howard Studio, at uh, Doug's, uh, I've forgotten his last name, um, teaching jazz. Oh, so you're not performing now? And I said, no, I'm, I'm teaching. And she went, oh, isn't that lovely? That huh. she was glad that I wasn't performing. Just, and, oh, did you have to go into teaching? Oh, were you out of the scene? She was so oily yeah. with this. 
I went, this chick has a problem. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I never, anytime I saw her any place after that, I, I, I just avoided. Anyway, so what happened with Can Can is Zizi got hepatitis. Oh. So we all had or mono. Hepatitis or mono. <clears throat> I can't remember, but we all had to have in the studio lined up. We had the shot. Okay. So what would you get a shot for? Um, I, I to prevent mono or hepatitis. I think that's more of a. Mo- I think it's more of a hepatitis. I think thing. it is too. I'm thinking more hepatitis. Mono's the kissing disease. Yes, and I wasn't. Well, I was kissing somebody. Right, kissing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I don't think there's a, a shot for mono. I think there's a shot for. Yeah, I think it was hepatitis. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't experienced either. Um, but anyway, so the entire production had to shut down for, for like six, eight weeks. Wow. Or more, I mean, it really had to shut down because of this contagion. Maybe it's mono then. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I ended up not going back to Can Can because I got another job. And it was shut down long enough and that they weren't giving us a retainer. Okay. You know, if you shut down for a week or two, then you can still get They'll paid. Supplement you, but but this, was, this was long enough that no money coming in. So I went and got another job. And I can't remember what. Maybe it was assisting Grazie on something. Um, let's see, 1980, 81. Yes, I was probably assisting her on something because I assisted her a lot. Well, I have one question. Yeah, I'm going to take a sip of tea while you it, ask. It might be a terrible question. Um, because it's a complete hypothetical, but with, with, I don't like this tea. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just, with a sip, something, I don't like it. I like, with, with my, with me being young and enjoying sweet things so much, I like it. No, it's that, it's whatever that taste, whatever that thing is that's coming out. It's kind of like a dulce de leche or like a tres leches. Uh, eh, No, something's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's the question? Anyway, um, with with talking about the Milliken shows, it made me wonder, and especially uh, being being partnered with someone that you had to make him look good and all that. Yeah, made me wonder if you took your career and moved it to today. Yeah. Do you could you see yourself doing background dancing for like hip hop people? You know, I often think of that. Here's the thing. Because you, because I liked contemporary dance. I mean, I knew, I I was, again, disco queen. Disco queen. Um, I would imagine that I would be taking hip-hop classes too. So I imagine, however... I, uh, I, I think, all right, okay, I'm going to say two things. One, because of, this is hard, because so many, you can't be one thing. There's a lot of hip-hop in shows now, and they're getting big butts and big thighs, which I don't find attractive. That's just me. Only because my aesthetic, as I mentioned long ago in one of these, my aesthetic with developing as a dancer was lean muscles. It was Jack, more Jack Cole jazz. Um, and it was, it was ballet. You had to, we were technically like core, I'll say core, but, but, um, like when you do a hinge, yeah, you don't bend. The front of your thigh was always like, yeah, you're you're Rock flat. Solid. You know, exactly. So, it's really hard for me to, um, talk to say that because the aesthetics 
were, I don't know what the aesthetics would be because I grew up just in, um, you know, your local dance studio stuff. Right. Um, however, let's say you, let's say I had the ballet and the modern and everything training. The one thing that, that did give me was a, an understanding of every muscle in my body, of every way, possible way your rib cage could move every possible way so that I have been able to quote fool people that I know a certain technique simply because I know my body and I can tell my body to do it right in other words it isn't like non-thinking it's oh I analyze it they're sticking their butt out their weight is here the ribs go this way the ribs go that way it's it's really so I believe that any any dancer who completely understands every muscle in your body, every possible move that those muscles can make can do any style of dance. You would have to build up your muscles differently to withstand some of the trauma. Sure. Every every single dance style has its own trauma. Sure. So you would have to, if you're doing a lot of hip-hop, You'd have to build up probably your knees and stuff like that more because they don't use the front of their thighs as much. It's putting the weight back in the butt yeah. and, and stuff. Um, so does that answer your question? I guess, yeah. Um, by the time hip-hop came about, I, I was already into mostly choreographing and stuff like that. Um so, no, I didn't. I didn't I, I study don't, it. Yeah, I don't. But think I'll it give would. you an example. Okay, when I did the show Chicago, yeah, which is pure Fosse. I had never worked for Fosse. Never wanted to work for him. Um, I admire what he did, but dark. I don't. I. I, I found that uh, okay. Spill in the tea, and then I. When you have, like this is with the cast of Dancing back in uh, 1980 on Broadway. Um, I'm sorry, Dancing or Danson, as in like Ted Danson? No, dance, D-A-N-C-I-N, like dancing. I figured, but but I couldn't. Without the G. I couldn't resist. Um, When you have, I know stories of him, um, Fosse, fucking with girls, dark, mm-hmm. dark. Even taking somebody's girlfriend right in front of the guy and the guy not saying anything because they're in a Fosse show and you can't you can't um, say anything against Fosse oh, or else geez. you might lose your job. To have it be um, a backstage where they would have the witch's brew, which is all different types of drugs, put into a pot... And drinking that before the show, the cocaine was crazy. I I saw, I mean, witnessed where people even stole. The cast members would go into the wallets of other people while they were on stage, steal the money, and go buy cocaine. I mean, oh, it Jesus. was it was dark. I I, I witnessed um, a dinner that I went to, I'm, I'm going to say, um, I'm not going to say the project, but where I saw Fosse and Herb Gardner and Neil Simon and some other people, they were sitting around a table in the corner and they were figuring out who was going to fuck the young lead of this project I was doing. I heard it. I saw it. that atmosphere. I just don't like. It's too negative to me. I mean, yeah. we're talking smut films. We're talking, we're talking dark. What are what are the what are the snuff snuff films yeah. where you watch somebody die? That's, literally, that's terrible. there was there was Jesus. Oh, what what went on? Um, I know. I admire the guy. He took what he had. He was a fabulous dancer in the movies and stuff like that. 
choreography, like for pajama game and stuff like that. He took, he took, he took dance to a different level and, and with his isolations and stuff did it, but I never considered him a god. And I never would accept the shit that those dancers did and the debasement of themselves many times just to be with him. So anyway, that's my little thing. Huh. I was, I was, oh, after Happy Fellow. No, before Happy Fellow. They were doing the, they were putting out the first national tour of dancing. And I went to audition. At that time, it was, uh, they were putting together the national tour. And they were also doing uh, West Side Story on Broadway. So those were like the two things to audition for. Sure. Um, and I went and Gwen Verdon gave the audition and I did the audition. I just went in, no agent call, no nothing, just just went in, you know, yep. for the open equity call. And she said, um, afterwards she said, I did the callback and stuff, and she said, Tina, you can have your pick of roles wow. for the tour. And now I adored um, Gwen Verdon, you know, I so admired her. And um, I thought about it. I mean, I could kind of name my money, and, and literally she said, pick your roles, you know, so I could have done Anne's, the part that Anne didn't sing, sing, sing. I mean, it, you know, yeah. it was like, and there were some, there were some numbers in the show that I didn't like. I, I, didn't find tasteful so it's like oh so I don't have to do those <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. I can I could and then I I just looked at some friend of my, friends of my acquaintances um theater acquaintances were doing it and I went Jesus you know they the cocaine that they do is like crazy and this one cheats and this one is oh and it just I went to go out on the road mm. doing I don't know that I would like this lifestyle. Backstage is as important as, and it was catty. Sure. Well, it was catty. Um, and so I said, it's funny because then I was also asked to be, I was in the final, final running for playing anybody's in West Side Story. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. tough one. And it just happened then that Graziella, it was for Most Happy Fella. Huh. She said, do you want to do Most Happy Fella? And I was dance captain of Most Happy Fella, too. And I went, yes, work that I would love to do. Yeah. I don't not, have uh, to. I don't have to deal with Jerome Robbins that might come and, you know, get a little <laughs> bit nasty doing... <clears throat> West Side Story. I don't have to deal with the Fosse shit. I get to just dance with a choreographer that I have come to admire. Yeah. So I chose Happy Fella. What I was getting to with when you asked about doing the body stuff. Yeah. And this is the last thing and then we'll be done. <laughs> when I did Chicago, of course it's all, and choreographed it, but it's, it's Fosse choreography. Yeah. Boom. Even the veterans like John Minio and and um, Anne and Bibi Newworth and stuff like that, who had been in Fosse shows, thought that I was a Fosse dancer. Oh, that I must have been because I I didn't tell them until near the end. I let them think, think. when. Only because there was kind of a only we veterans understand the true way, <laughs> the true fussy technique, right? And right, this, right. you know, and I was put in that group and I just kept my mouth shut, going, <laughs> okay. If you know your body, you can learn any technique, you can learn Indian, you can learn, you could be Bollywood, yeah, you know what I mean? You can, you if you understand your body, and then there was one time. It was a thing of well, we Fosse dance, we we veteran Fosse dancers, and I went, never did a Fosse show, never worked for them. <laughs> the jaws just—it's dance, 
it's dense. This is called isolation. Right. This is got you know what I mean. So I yeah. I kind of like. Anyway, saved it. So let it, let it rip. That's is that enough? That's that's perfect. Is that interesting? That's very interesting. Well, this tea sucks. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> sip it again. We're gonna still say cheers. We'll say cheers. And you don't. I'll, you don't I'll actually have to drink. Like a, a, I'm gonna do like a cat hairball. Yeah. <laughs> cheers. cheers. Here we go. Ah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye.